Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So yeah. I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Snack Nation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within their communities. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. This portion of the Behind the Wheel podcast is sponsored by Amazon best-selling author of Retail Pride. He's the founder of Take Pride Today. He was recognized as being one of the top 100 global retail influencers for 2021. Mr. Ron Thurston. Ron is the real deal. But I tell you, Ron loves retail and he's proud of it. He's led some retail teams for some of America's most prominent brands. We're talking Bonobos, Intimix, St. Lauren. The list goes on and on but he didn't write this book for brands he wrote this book to help celebrate your accidental career i had an opportunity to sit down with ron he is the real deal he he loves leading teams and pouring into the lives of individuals so when you pick up his book if you haven't already done so you can go to amazon to pick up his book it's chock full of nuts and nuggets to help you navigate your career in retail or wherever you might be Good morning, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Ray. I still know D-Rock, D-Living Stone. Because you got to have like 30, 45. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're here in lenses only. We're about 2015, Stephen Abate. Yeah. Got this novel idea that he was going to form. This company based off of three guiding principles that people like their lenses. And they want quality. Absolutely. Yeah. And they want it at a... Derek, it's to me it's crazy because lenses only is about fifty percent of my business. In any other optical place in America, it's about three percent. Nobody wants to do it. This whole business is packaged on frames and lenses. If you buy the frames, you get the lenses for sale. If you buy the lenses, you get the frames on sale. So. Really, the concept of changing your own lenses doesn't exist. And that's what's great about the name that we chose for the business, Lenses Only, because it's very specific to what we do. And it's almost crazy, Derek, because people walk in here and they're like, they think these are display. Are these frames for sale? (laughs) So, and and all our frames are half off. And, you know, but the business model is one that is... It, it, it's it's the magic of, of 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 my business, and it's something that really nobody does. Um, so that's what makes us a little bit different than if I just put Steve's optical over the front door. Yeah. So how did you get started? Wow. So um, I started my career as a funeral director and bomber, and I did that in the early '80s. And you know, for a whole bunch of reasons, I decided to get out of the profession and I did it for years at night and then bomb bodies and did things for uh, many of my friends. But 
Um, I started a career in human resources, you know, first in human resource sales and then in HR. And I had a 30-year career, um, Cigna Travelers, and then I ran HR for Edible Arrangements and reported to the guy that founded it. You know, I grew up in a family business. My father was an owner of Aero Pharmacy. So there were 52 stores. So from the time I was this high, I was, you know, kind of already helping my father. Um, so uh, had a great career. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I don't work for free. But anyway, no, you know, obviously I used to just, you know, ride with him to all the different stores and it was fun. But then, you know, I, I, I started working for him and uh, I learned at a really young age, like many of us, that, you know, the harder you work, the more you can achieve, you right. know. So um, I had a great career in HR and I was uh, in the process of turning 50 and uh, a friend of mine who was an optical who 30 years ago said we should start a company called Lenses Only. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the concept was born. We opened the store six years ago mm-hmm. on a handshake with the landlord um, and, you know, kind of started the business buying frames on eBay. Um, but, you know, but my business partner who is not with me anymore, who had a vision of this Lenses Only, um, was really the magic of, 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 of the company. So uh, I find myself managing an eyeglass company with, you know, soon to be four locations and more coming. Um, and I have to rely um, on my staff. And, you know, I think that's what I learned over the years in HR is how to hire people, how to provide autonomy um, so that they have the ability to make their own decisions, um, that they can problem solve. Um, that two heads are always better than one, but at the end of the day, um, make a decision uh, is the most important thing. Um, and we have one premise, and the premise is, is that we treat our customer like family. Yeah. You know, and, and you get that impression over the phone. Um, even though I'm not in, in, in retail any longer, it's, it's still people. Right. So I place the call on you, mission because I was looking for to get some lenses that are found in the Goodwill place. Yeah. Awesome, that's what we do. (laughs) Absolutely. And I called, and Vivian's like, yeah, that's something we can do. Um, And it's it's having a conversation (laughs) with you over the phone that that attracted me to this location. Absolutely. Uh, And that that makes it. No, it's amazing. And, you know, we have a very diverse community in Bloomfield. And one of the things that we do, which nobody will do, is we will make lenses for Cartier frames. We will make them, we will tint them, we will fix them, we will send them to be repaired. So we really have a niche um, in the community to really provide a service. People come from New York, literally will drive from New York because I'm the only place that will touch them. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you send them to Cartier, which you can do six weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, three months. So anyway, it's it's kind of a niche within the business too. So the, the process, you can do it over the phone. Yeah. In person. By mail. Yeah. By mail. On yeah. the website. Oh, on the website. Yeah. That, that, is, that is a... Yeah. It's a nice business model. It really <laughs> is. You know, I've been very fortunate and blessed. You know, but it's it's like anything else. I mean, all the training I got didn't prepare me for owning my own business. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, every day there's decisions. Every day, taxes, abatements, equipment... S-Corps, I mean, all those components, QuickBooks and everything else. I mean, Mm -hmm. every day is a learning experience for me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't, I'm not an optical guy. So, you know, here I am running a business and every single one of my staff knows 10 times more than I do about <laughs> eyeglasses, vision, things of that nature. Um, and that's great because, you know, if you hire the right people um, and you give them the right autonomy, um, you know, the business takes off. Yeah, it's taken off. I mean, six years later, three locations and one more on the way. Yeah, actually four because we have a place in Hartford, but Hartford with the pandemic really got devastated. So I have not opened that store, but I do have a storefront in Hartford too. Um, that does still attracts people here. Uh, and to other places. I had a store in Meriden, um, and that was a, a bomb. Um, it was a, a heck of a lesson. Not the bomb. No, it was. It was, it was, it was, it was the bomb. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, for a whole bunch of reasons. You know, location, location, location. You know, I signed a lease with a big firm, a multi-billion dollar property management firm. Um, and I had to break my lease, and I paid for it dearly, you know. So you make good decisions, you make bad decisions. We've had a couple dispensaries and doctor's offices which have worked out really well um, that we've since, you know. So it's, you know, it's trial and error. But, you know, the goal is to build 10 stores. You know, I want to, Weathersfield's coming, South Windsor, Long Meadow Mass, or somewhere up over the Mass line. Um, and, you know, continue with the footprint. Um, and then see where I can take it. You know, I, I worked for Edible Arrangements and I had the benefit and also the curse of working with the founder, Tarek Fareed, who is an amazing, one of the smartest men I've ever met in my life. And he taught me a ton. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, is this a franchise? Is there a bigger opportunity here? I'd like to think so, but I'm also real too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. Mm. So Vivian, uh -huh. how long have you been in um, in the industry since like 03, so it's been a long time. <laughs> How did you get started? Um, actually, I was working at a Friendly's as like a carryout person, and there was an optical inside the same medical building that I was in, and the manager... I don't know. I think he had a little bit of a crush on me, but <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> but he was like, "You work so hard. Like you really put a hundred percent. Like even just scooping ice cream." And I'm like, "Yeah, like that's how I was raised. Like you put a hundred percent in anything you do, and it'll bring you more opportunities and more windows will open if people see your work ethic. You know." So it did, and he hired you. He, I, I thought he hired me, <laughs> but I got tricked. <laughs> they put me in like the corporate office, mm -hmm. doing like medical billing and that kind of thing, which is really good to have that background because I've been able to, even though we don't take insurance here, um, I've been able to explain to them thoroughly how to submit it to their insurance, make sure it doesn't get denied and whatnot because most places you know you would customers think that they're getting a deal by using their insurance and other opticals but you're not you're literally paying the same thing that you're paying here without using any insurance this way you get to double dip in discounts you're not using your insurance on retail pricing you're already getting half price and then you're getting some sort of reimbursement back on top of that, which is, you can't do that anywhere else. So to have that background has helped me um, immensely. And um, 
I hated being in the office. I despised it. I'm like, I'm a butterfly. You need to let me fly and socialize. (laughs) So that's when I got into the optical aspect and actually wanting to train to be an optician. And I was very fortunate to get the education that I had because being a single parent, you don't have time to do um, college and most of the there was only one option for college Middlesex they didn't have you know Goodwin now so I think more people are getting into it and I'm hopeful that more people get into it because it's a really important field yeah Yeah, I mean vision is always going to be something that needs to be attended to so I just hope that more people do get in this field because right now it's like Trying to find an optician is finding a needle in a haystack very right difficult. now. Very difficult. It's so difficult. Very difficult. <laughs> and how did you, how did you uh, recruit? How did you find talent? You know, you never stop recruiting, right? Yeah. And I'm the type of person that when I'm in Costco shopping, I stop by the optical department <laughs> and say hi and let them know who I am. Yeah. So, you know, it's word of mouth, but it's also, you know, I'm a, I'm a little business. So, unfortunately, you know, when you start thinking about the Lens Crafters and the Warby Parkers, mm-hmm. you know, these are big conglomerate corporations that have benefits and things that, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, small businesses can't offer. So, yeah. it becomes even harder yeah, um, because you have to track the, you know, the person that is, you know, either has another situation, has a spouse that has benefits, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. or, you know, young and maybe still on their parents' plan. So, you know, you got to get creative. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's interesting. Um, opticians are difficult to find, difficult to recruit. Mm-hmm. And what I'm looking for in an optician is not what others would look for. Um, and what I mean by that is when you're working at Lens Crafters, you're on the floor, you're a salesperson. Mm-hmm. When you work for me, you're doing the closeout, you're running, you're running my business. Yeah. So it's very different. You're purchasing product, you're ordering supplies, you're doing things that a lot of opticians, frankly, don't have the competency, skill, mm-hmm. or even willingness to want to learn that. So it makes it even smaller because what I'm looking for is somebody that has an entrepreneurial, um, a business mindset, you know? Mm -hmm. For me, I'm a parent, and the only thing I care about is two things with my children. Number one is how they think. I want to help them shape their thinking. The second thing is they need to know how to solve problems. And if I do that for my kids, that's that's all I need to do. Mm -hmm. And thank God, my twins are 20, and they have great heads on their shoulders. And they can think through a situation. They're not going to make a rash decision on something. And they know how to get themselves out of a problem when they get into a problem. Yeah. You know? So it's... it's uh, well, <laughs> no, you know what? You're there. You're there to support them. You know, yeah. I do anything for them. But, you know, at the end of the day, last night the conversation is, when are you moving out of my house? <laughs> So, you know, at some point you got to stand up and you got to take the responsibility and and make your own way. And, you know, so I'm starting to give them the prod now. But, uh, you know, employees, employees, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always a difficult situation. And even after the pandemic, because I had many employees that decided and I would have done the same thing to stay home because of the unemployment and because of the extra money and because, you know, the school shut down and they didn't really have care options for their children. So, you know, I, I lost four really good employees that, you know, mm-hmm. just decided that it was, I can work, 
and make less money than if I stay home and watch my kids. So it was a simple decision, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but it makes it challenging. And it's finding the friendliest person. You know, <laughs> we, one of my employees who is now one of the managers over at Warby Parker and West Farms Mall, Mary Jane, she was our rep for the Yankee Flyer. And we just saw something in her and gave her an opportunity and she's taken it from there. Mm-hmm. You know, and another woman is the district or one of the managers over at LensCrafters. And she's a non-licensed person who was able to achieve a level of leadership and, you know, kind of a pretty big company and is doing pretty well at it, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's a career path and that's the, the cool thing about mm-hmm. this. There's many kids out there struggling. There's many kids that have college degrees that maybe not today. They can't find work, but, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have, they have the foundation, but they don't have an opportunity to create a career. And the cool thing about this job is it's a career, mm-hmm. you know, and if you work hard, a license today is, it's just, there's a certain price of admission yeah. and it's in the $30 of an hour, you know, and it goes up from there. So, you know, but it's, it's definitely a profession where you can make a, a solid living. about relationship right and if you know how to communicate and you have good interpersonal skills yeah um, you know you can really achieve whatever you want mm-hmm. that's the message right there so <laughs> Stephen where folks find you all online yeah so it's easy online lensesonlyoptical.com yeah. um, we have the four locations or actually three locations uh, Hartford location that's not open mm-hmm. and then a Weathersville location probably coming in January mm-hmm. um, and we also do by phone uh, we do by mail mm-hmm. so if you have a pair of frames and you know it's amazing we get you know these were my grandfather's Ray-Bans from 1953 mm-hmm. and I want to put new lenses in them <laughs> I mean we do that every single day yeah um, we have people that do the uh, reenactment of the Civil War yeah and they bring glasses in from 1700s 1800s and nobody will even think about putting lenses in it but we do yeah <laughs> you know so that's happened <laughs> so anyway so it's simple you yeah. know and it's uh it's been a blessing it really has there yeah. Yeah, and i thank you yeah, i appreciate it thank you <laughs> no it's awesome that's a take <laughs> oh my god <laughs> This portion of the Behind the Wheel podcast is proudly sponsored by the folks at Lenses Only. Yo, so I was in the market for a new pair of glasses. I had lost my frames. My prescription was all overdue. And now I'm a little down. Until one day, I walked into the Goodwill and I found a pair of frames. Same color, different shape. I'm up to trying something new. I called the manufacturer and said, hey, listen, do you think you could put lenses inside of these frames? Nah, son. It's out of circulation. So I get a pair of glasses. But I go to almighty Google because I still like the frames. Hey, listen, do you think you can, is there a company out there that can put lenses into existing frames? And voila, what pops up? Lenses only. 
So I get them a call. Pleasant professional the other end of the phone, even though I've got existing glasses. Because of the service that I received on the other end of the phone, I figured I would give them a shot. I'd go out there and visit the location. Yo, I made the trip out to Bloomfield. They've got three locations in Connecticut, with a fourth one coming online in Wethersfield. Ah, man. 50% off designer frames, but 80% of their business is with putting lenses into your existing frames. Most opticians won't risk it, but not at Lenses Only. They've got you covered. So how does it work? You go online to lensesonlyoptical.com. You plug in your prescription. You select your lens choices. You pay cha-ching, and they will send you a box with a return label so you can put your frame in them. And then within a couple of weeks, voila, they're back at your home and you're seeing clearly as ever. So if you want regular frames though, you've got to make the trip to Avon, Bloomfield, or Torrington. And yes, as I said, a new location is coming along in Weathersfield on Silas Dean Highway, lensesonly.com. They've got you covered.